We're starting now. Oh my gosh, look how cute the blitz cam is. We'll make use of this stool that squeaks our whole podcast. Matt and Becca. Well, that means that means we officially begin. There we go, buddy. Oh, don't fall. He's trying to get in the. I know we still haven't gotten in your throne. Um, thank you, thank you. While I hug Blitz, will you go double check that I press record? Yes. Blitz, are you ready? It's episode six. Yes. And we haven't got you your throne yet. You deserve it, buddy. But you are always here. Let's speak. 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 Can you speak? Go. Tell him about it. So much to talk about on episode six. Good job, buddy. Okay. Actually, the the other day I was trying to fix some things in the front room, and I was using this stool as a as a step stool. Terrible idea. You do just kind of spin in a circle, and it's dangerous. Very dangerous. Unless you were in like a silo. And you were like painting the inside, and you just did, like <laughs> just hold it there and just spins you. I do. That'd want, be a tiny silo. But. I do need one of those every time I'm trying to fix the storms, the storm wall or something on the wall in the gym. I want one of those old school, which I've never seen. Do they actually exist? Those library ladders? Yeah. What do you mean? Do they exist? I've never seen one in person. And how do you know that it? Um, it? Disney movies. <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. No. So I no. need one of those. Ooh, buddy. No, sir. Okay. It's episode six. We've done a lot of cool things up to here. And we're just going to keep rolling with it. So hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. Welcome back to our podcast. Hopefully, you guys. Are Thanks been- for listening. Yes. Please like, follow, and subscribe. <laughs> I was waiting for one of us to plug that in because we, we need to do that. Just to remind all of our friends out there, but I don't, it's always awkward when you do that. I just, like, just... subscribe, comment. Where do you leave reviews on this thing? YouTube comment section. I don't know. Do you leave reviews on, on anything else? Apple Podcasts, maybe? Yeah, on anything. You okay. leave a review on anything. Well, we're all over the place now, slowly figuring it out. And this week, my hair's all over the place again. This week, I don't know. We're just going to keep rolling with it. I did put out that we need, or we're going to do a little bit more of like a coaching talk, just because we got inspired when we got a a little bit fired up on a coaching rant the other day. And I was like, hey, you know what? A little bit more organization. Give people some guidance with some questions because I love all the questions. We're going to answer a ton of questions today, as usual. But we're going to talk mainly about some coaching, maybe some coaching pet peeves, maybe some coaching tips, because I'm sure we got athletes and coaches watching out here. We are both athletes and coaches, and we live the whole gym life. Turn it over to you. How was your week? <laughs> Go. <laughs> Great week. We had fun. Go, America. You finished painting the, well, kind of finished painting. The garage. The garage. Getting there. Getting there. Going to be doing Good some start content to the week. The we died. We killed our legs. Mm-hmm. I killed the whole gym's legs. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You should share that workout at the end because that was. I thought you were going to do a video a on it. Fun one. We're supposed to do a video review of that one, but I haven't posted that I would share that workout on a video review because I've done that with three workouts in the past. Oh. <laughs> I haven't ever done it. So let's do it. This morning, I'm I'm feel like I'm a bad wife because because stop laughing at me. This is a serious conversation. I want to make sure. Okay. I want to make sure you know how I truly feel about you because I woke up this morning and I punctured all the holes in the eggs that I needed to make this morning, which was four, four eggs. If you guys didn't know, I'm obsessed with my hard-boiled egg maker, little steamer guy. And you're supposed to, like, puncture the little holes in the egg. So they steam, and then they cook, and then voila, you get a hard-boiled egg or soft-boiled egg, whatever you want to do. 
I think you're in love with the whole, you're obsessed with the whole process. I punctured three of the four eggs. And you like yelled at me from the room, be like, I'm not gonna eat those eggs this morning. I wanna make me some scrambled eggs. I go, okay, this dude's already passed the hard boiled eggs, but I'm still raving over them. The problem is- No, is I when... still like them. We've had them like every single day for like three weeks now. That's the difference between you and I. That's you like a lot. Them, I love them. That's a lot. So he said he was gonna make some scrambled eggs this morning. I was like, okay, I already punctured three of the eggs, but you're supposed to only use the, or the measurement I know is supposed to be done with four eggs. So I was like, what am I supposed to do with this fourth egg? So what do I do? Bam, puncture the hole in the fourth egg and then cook all four of them. And then we're going back and forth. You're like, oh, maybe I'll eat those. Maybe I'll scramble eggs. The whole time you were talking about it, I was like, this dude's not gonna make his own breakfast because you don't like your own breakfast. I'll make you some breakfast every every morning because you're just going straight into work and then not not care about your breakfast eating. So I have four eggs sitting there on a plate. I'm like, what am I gonna do with these eggs? I knew I was gonna eat all four of them. <laughs> I was gonna eat all hey, four of them. We just need to and have then I felt non-stop. Bad after because I no, knew, you don't have to feel bad. Because I knew you weren't gonna make yourself breakfast. I was like, oh, I should have just scrambled up. I was fine. Eggs. Now that I, I think about it, I could have just, the egg that I just punctured, I could have just scrambled. Hmm. Anyways, I want you to hey, know Hey, guys, this is a breakthrough. Ate, she ate four eggs. It was a lot. Maybe we just need more hard-boiled eggs so you can get eat enough. Until I get sick. I was surprised you ate that many. Yeah. I, I mean, it was, it's easy to put those things down. You're just like, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but I want you to know. That I will make you good. I skip breakfast for years, so it's just easy for me if I have coffee or something, just to push towards lunch. But I did have some beef jerky. Yeah, that that's when it got even weirder. You went to your backpack and pulled out beef jerky, beef jerky when I was already feeling bad about not making you. At least I made you some toast, right? Yeah. Got half a point for making some toast, and then you just pulled beef jerky Well, I couldn't eat the toast, but it's, I needed a protein with it. So, so I was like, I need to find, and I was like, oh, I don't want eggs really. So I was like, oh yeah, my beef jerky. Hey, I ate four eggs. Talk about gains. And then I was like, oh, I feel bad for eating all four of the eggs when I knew you weren't gonna make yourself breakfast after all of that. So there's that non-CrossFit related story. Kind of CrossFit related, being that I'm trying to eat more. Uh, going into guys, coaching let's time. give her a high five. Give her some comments about the egg eating. Like, I want to see him filled up or reach out to her. Just comment the egg. That's like a PR. We need more of that going into this year. PR eating. We just they all sitting right here. We we have a competitive eating. Oh, I didn't plan. I didn't put that on my notes. That would be the most disgusting competitive eating competition. Just eggs. <laughs> I feel like that would be too easy Ooh. for them if they were hard boiled. You just like slurp them down. Yeah, oh, but at like some point you just have to eat so many so fast because oh. at some point your body's just gonna be like. I totally. I can't believe I forgot to put that on the notes. That we watched. We started the week watching off competitive eating, and we ran across of July someone's. 4th, yeah. yeah, the hot dog eating competition, and we ran across <laughs> some girl's YouTube page. She's like a big a big name in the Something eating world eats kilos kina kila kina kina eats kilos or something we can but can. matt has officially said that i have no excuses for how much i can put in my stomach because this chick is like the same size as me and is a competitive eater that'll put down this more this, the like size so of this table's worth yeah. of food Oh, but she it makes she, me so sick watching her. Yeah, crazy. It's crazy. That's another thing that I thought was so crazy about that. It's just like human beings are amazing. Like just how it's just like your how powerful your mind is, or how they're able to turn off that switch that tells you to stop eating. Like people can be competitive eaters. We had like the strong strongest man in the world in our gym the other day. I was like, human beings are so crazy. And then there's like that guy. Uh, this week or last week, or a couple weeks ago, that broke the two-mile world record. Oh, really? Oh, wait, no, no, I, no, I didn't that. see that. I didn't see that. 
Like, it's ridiculous. Like, under, well, I don't even remember what the time was. It was, like, under eight minutes. Yeah. Or nine minutes. Anyways, human beings are amazing. Yeah. Um, and no matter how bad, I'm going to rant really quick. No matter how bad of a situation you find yourself in or how crappy life is, the same things that allow you, that's in those human beings that allow them, they're human beings. Like, you're a human being. You can pick yourself up. You can do amazing things. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was the funny thing is she. she you have was, that in those, you. those competitive eaters are telling themselves and training themselves that that reflex that when you get when you supposedly get full, it tells your brain to stop eating. You're full. Yeah. Like they teach their brains to not turn that switch and be like, "Hey, you're you're not full. You can fit more in your stomach." But. I'm still grossed out by it. <laughs> Which is, I mean, that's what we do in fitness all the time. Uh, yes, well, that's what the your cool first part time was. exercising or coming in here, your body's like, "You're dying, stop!" Or I feel, I feel like even now, like, how many, how long have we been training or running the gym? But just like, still to this day, the first two to five minutes of moving my body is like, my body wants to reject it. It's like, stop, you're dying. I'm like, I'm not I even like going that. at a hard pace, but it's just like that initial reaction to discomfort or a little bit of work it's when do you feel the least fit in yeah. the warm-up yeah. so like Still. i did a minute a row for a minute at like a 220 pace when we were before we started deadlifting yesterday it was after lunch right and mm -hmm. i've been struggling after lunch from eating a little bit more and i was just like <gasps> <laughs> it was only a minute of rowing at an easy pace okay. yeah. but yes competitive eating definitely some it's training for a special group of people and it has given me no excuses on why I can't put down more food. I did a partner workout yesterday and this leads into our coaching talk for the day and I did it with my girl Pratiksha. Now Pratiksha guys is a beast in my eyes and a lot and so many of our athletes that just come in here and work super hard every single day, regardless of the workout, regardless of what happened earlier in the day, are I just so cool. I have so much respect for them. And we're just more or less, if you want to put the term on it, scaled athletes, like nowhere near what prescribed workouts and everything. And I jumped in the 515 class yesterday, which is a big class. And I kind of wait for everyone to find their partners and Pratiksha was left over there alone. I go, my girl, Pratiksha. We're going to be partners. And of course, it gets a little bit nerve wracking for a lot of people when we're doing partner workouts together because they're like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to slow you down. I'm like, guys, like it's, I know how to run through these workouts. Just like you guys, we teach you guys how to scale down. We also know how to scale up. And this, yeah, but it's the real thing is, is not that it's partly slowing you down, but it's also like just that pressure, the added pressure of, I have to stay moving. I have to keep up with her. Cause I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, that. I'm sure it's, it's, and I'm your husband. <laughs> I'm sure it's super scary from, from that end, but I was just trying to explain to her how I was going to scale up the workout and everything. And she's like, be one of the sweetest people around here. And I just wanted to, and I, I don't know if she listens along, if she does, Praticha, you crushed me in that workout yesterday and that that's what's so cool and i loved it so much is i was dying in that workout we we're doing partner intervals working back and forth from round to round they were doing the class had single crossovers i decided to practice my double crossovers and strict press instead of push jerk and legless rope climb instead of regular rope climb and just the intensity we talk about this all the time especially when it comes to coaching and programming and doing workouts appropriately um yesterday like our intensities regardless of where we're at on the fitness scale of how fit we were were the same like and that was so cool i wanted to give her a shout today just because it was so much fun it was very very challenging i think for both yeah. of us and that's super cool when you can get in the classes and especially where we're at in season i'm having so much fun just working out with the classes and 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 hanging out with the community yeah. a little bit more so. that's a good point i mean i think I know we all have our homies or people you want to work out with or partner with, but if you do find yourself in that circumstance, if you're the quote unquote better athlete or 
higher skilled or uh, you know you've been around longer is you can like you can make the workout as hard as you want for yourself working alongside someone who's scaling you know if they're using a empty barbell and you're using something that's relatively heavy for you it's going to be plenty challenging so take that in stride and take that as a challenge too as being that athlete and being a leader and being like hey i'm gonna I'm going to go work out with this person, but I can still make it hard for myself and not put the pressure on them. I think I've seen in the past that people being like, come on, what are you doing? Like if you're having to do that too much or you need, or you know, you're going to have some built in rest, make your interval piece harder. Mm -hmm. Um, And coaches, when you notice that, recognize that you have kind of two people that are very like, there's a big separation in their skill level or their experience. Like, Make sure you hook, you go over there and you give them a plan that makes it enjoyable for both of them. Yeah, for sure. I just wanted to give her a shout because I went back and looked at, uh, I took a video of one of our rounds yesterday. And I know so, some people come up to me this, when I'm working out in the class and they're like, hey, it's pretty, it's really cool to work out with you in the class. I'm like, guys, I, I love it. I, I want to do it for as long as we can this season and push it for as long as we can until we really need to dial in on just some more tailored programming but just like oops, my bad nice mic just like how people come up to me and say that i felt so proud to be working out with pratiksha just because we're on such different levels of crossfit right now but the workout ran the way it was supposed to both getting some fun skill work in and cheering each other on round by round so that's really cool and the beauty of getting in, involved in your community guys if you I know there's a time and a place to get some extra work in by yourself um, when it comes to certain things in training, but that's the the magic of all this is when you have your friends. Yeah. And that's that truly lives out CrossFit too. That that idea of our needs vary by degree, not kind. Yeah. So there's not a you know you need the same things, just the degree of what you're doing them is cool to match up. Definitely a highlight. And prove of that it's a, that, so that you far. can do it definitely a highlight of my week one more thing that i wanted to point out before we got into those questions is <laughs> i didn't give you the questions this week you want to know why? why because i think you take questions like the animal questions like how you came up with the turtle answer of the duct tape question last week how you would duct tape a turtle to the wall and get the biggest animal up on the wall i think you secretly take those questions and no. spend way too much that time. That was top of my mind. I didn't even think no, about no, no. that one. Yeah, I this don't believe that. Just because I came up with the best answer ever. But I'm not giving you the questions anymore because you're going over there and probably researching what's the biggest animal to duct tape to no. a wall. I promise you, I'm not doing that. Well, you don't get the questions anymore. Then I'm just going to be over here in contemplation. And I, I don't. That's what we want. We want to see the brain working. Okay. Where does Coach Matt Bear come from? Um, just my my nickname. My yeah, Matt is my name. <laughs> um, I'm a coach. Where do I come from? My I real come name from is Texas. Matt. <laughs> okay. I come from Texas. Oh, totally. No. I really needed to. No, the the bear. Do you understand the question? Do I need to reword it? No, I was joking. Okay. Rar bear. That was my nickname growing up. I got that in, um, in high school or like yeah, in high school, and it just followed me throughout high school, college, um, and for a really long time with all the people I grew up with. So, kind of one of those nicknames that stuck, and yeah. I just you you own it at some point. And it's your Instagram so, handle. That's yeah. the oh. unfortunate thing that I my generation Yeah, it's my Instagram handle. So they think that's identifies people by is their Instagram handle. So it's at Coach Matt Bear. Very cool. My coach has me working on negatives to get my first handstand push up. Is that okay? I'm giving that a thumbs up. Because a big thing, guys, when we're learning new skills, and obviously everybody can write up a different plan, one of the coolest things, is, especially when it comes to fancy gymnastics and technical gymnastics and 
borderline like something like a handstand getting upside down can be kind of dangerous for some people if you don't know if you're truly ready for it is slow down the movement for two reasons one is you're learning the movement and you don't want to go all crazy and lower yourself to your head too fast and you don't have the right positions to be able to receive yourself your body weight at the bottom of the of the position and the other thing is time under tension builds strong muscles so you got a thumbs up for me on working negative handstand push-ups yeah i think that's great I, the only thing i would not push back on but just note on that is you know at some point if you're getting fatigued you do not want to play, play pogo stick on your head mm -hmm. on your neck so at some point when those negatives get where you can't control that last inch or you're falling on your head i would move to something like a z press to finish out my reps and uh, still, still there, you can have that negative on the way down, but you don't need to be bouncing on your head. But I do like that. Another thing we do a lot, or I like people to do, like they've shown me the strength to start working like some tipping handstand push-ups, but they have such a hard time coming down on the way down is just having them do a headstand or like a crow pose against the wall and like either kicking up and just lowering that position and holding it for 10 seconds. Um, so similar type of training i need to make a video out of my handstand push-up speech i give during every gymnastics fundamentals class because it's funny because i talk about do you absolutely need to be doing handstand push-ups to survive in life is it the most functional thing you need to do like no we don't need everybody flipping upside down balancing on their head but do i do i want you to have a handstand push-up yeah and i always say it's it's a great party trick to have. Right. Great party well, trick. It's, it's going to show. It's not necessarily 100% functional in like the act of doing it, but the ability to do it shows that you have yeah, upper body pushing strength. You have some level of core strength and balance and coordination of your body. Yep. And to get your head through your shoulders at the top, some level of mobility or flexibility at yeah, the top. So, so it's like one of those things that like kind of you can look at it and be like, that looks dumb. But as a movement, it's a good movement. And it's fun. Right. So that's kind of where the handstand push-up speech goes. But there are some times in class, and especially we know this as, as CrossFitters, it can get kind of wild and crazy when you get mid-workout and you're fatigued and you're a little bit less focused because your brain is fuzzy from being fatigued and everything. And there's a, it's on the coaches and also on the athletes to be both smart coaches and athletes to be like, hey, we're probably going to get more benefit from doing something like a a Z press or yeah, just a seated press or, even or push any type of like, even you talk just about those same things that I mentioned about what the handstand push up is, the push up is that in just a different way. Like if people don't have that control yet or that upper body strength or core, you know, working the push up is a good place to start. People are they always laugh at my handstand push up speech because I'm like, hey, you do need the party trick though. You'll be yeah. the coolest person at your party if you can do that handstand push up. So good, I give you the thumbs up on your negative handstand push-ups. That'll take you pretty far and hopefully get you to all the handstand push-ups you want to do in the future. Any tips for athletes that are stuck in their ways and not receptive to coaching advice? So I asked for a coaching questions specifically, and it sounds like this person is a coach and is just asking for advice for athletes that are a little bit stubborn or in the gym kind of like to do their own thing and we talked about this this is going to be the hard thing is we did touch on a few of these things in some earlier podcasts yeah. about being receptive to coaching and trusting your coach really more from the athlete's perspective this yeah sounds more like the coaches yeah this is we'll take it from more of a coach's perspective but yeah there you'll definitely if you're coaching you'll definitely run into some situations of athletes that may have been in the gym for many years, I've been doing this a long time, kind of set in their ways, yeah. and they might be listening, but they might be like, hey, I, I kind of been doing this a long time, and don't take coaching as smoothly as, as you'd like it. So what do you think? Um, I think first of all, if there's something that they're doing unsafe for them or somebody else, you need to stop that immediately as a coach and you should have the authority so if it's someone that's just completely blatantly disregarding you you know 
there's a time and a place to be like, whoa, 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 this isn't happening. And hopefully you have that authority as a coach in your gym. Um, and obviously that's an extreme cir- circumstance. No, it um, happens way too often. But there are times, like whether it be pulling weight off the bar, you have to like be a little bit assertive because it becomes a safety issue or how people have stuff set up. Like there's a time where it's like, you got to be very direct. In most circumstances and something like this is like, you have to, you are the coach, you are the leader. So you have to kind of own it and put it on yourself. To, I have to find a way to build rapport and emotional bank account to invest in this person to gain their trust so then at some point I can like move them to a little bit more on my side or be receptive to my coaching or listen to me or and then when you give them you know and then obviously the more professionalized professional you are as a coach as far as like working with them to um, work on a skill or they start to see like one you're invested but like you're helping making them better they're going to be more receptive to maybe breaking some old habits but it's hard I mean it takes time. I think one of the coolest things you've ever told me, for you guys that don't know, I learned all my coaching skills from this guy right here, just over the years. A cool, really cool role model to look up to. And one of the coolest things that you told me and that stuck with me, I think we're both of because I hear you say this quite often, is don't get them to change right away. You can't do that. You can't make someone do what they don't want to do. You can get them 1% better today. Just inch a little bit closer to them that day or have them inch a little bit closer to you that day and then just accept that and then on to the next day or on to the next rep. So you may you may not see like the relationship building right away. But if you truly go up to them and interact with them truly from your heart and that you want to do good for them and that you want to see them get better, you give them those little chicken nuggets of wisdom, that's what I call them, chicken nuggets, they're eventually going to start, even if they don't want to at first, they're going to start inching their way closer to you. That relationship's going to keep building. And maybe they're not the athlete that's like, all up on you like yes 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 I, I, I love this I love the, the feedback and everything but they're gonna know that you're trying to help them and then in the future it might just take a little bit longer though I truly believe yeah. that they will be more receptive and there, there's been plenty of athletes in here that we, t- we talk about it all the time it's like it's like office talk and they're like coming in from a class a little bit frustrated because oh I just feel like I couldn't get, get through. through to this yeah. person and I don't want them to resent me or make and feel like I'm attacking them or trying to do something that they don't want to do. So it can be kind of frustrating. And we've had our, our rants in the office and everything. And then later on, you come to find out that, oh, you kind of like look back at those days and laugh a little bit. Like, remember the, when this person, our relationship was like, like a little bit sticky mm-hmm. and not fun to deal with. And then we slowly started getting closer together. And now, now this athlete's cruising along we're cruising along and, and like, it's like a, a true friendship. Right. right. I say, I would say do this. Here's some very tangible advice. If you can go do this is like with that person, have you ever asked them why they're here? What are their goals? It's so easy as coaches that you, we like put what our hopes and dreams are, why we're here, what we do this for, um, on to our athletes. And so if you really want to connect and then also you, you show them in some way, that, oh, wow, I'm invested in that goal that you told me that you wanted or why you're here, even if it's having fun. Like, hey, I want you to have fun, but I also want you to be able to sit on a pot so we need to get your ass down in that squat or whatever it is. Like, for long, like, like. Oh, I'm with you. <laughs> you just, when you but you're giving, you can make a joke of it and make it stress. fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> want you to be able to sit on, you know, sit down and go to the bathroom on your own as long as possible. Whatever it is, you can find a way to, that's some tangible advice right there that you can just go do like, Hey, why are you here? And then, you know, then you can explain to them. Relationships are hard and challenging. And yeah, you totally lost me once you got to the, that, but yes, um, getting to know them and it really does take, take time. It really does. You just got to be a little bit patient and 
if you truly want to help them and they truly want to get better, it'll you guys have the, those little breakthroughs that'll keep moving your relationship forward as coach and athlete. So very yeah. cool. Thank you for that question. Can you talk about cheating in wads? It makes me so upset when people cheat and quote unquote beat me. Yeah, that's a tough one because I, I I struggle with that. I I think we all struggle with that. It's just yeah. it's just integrity and the hardest part about I we've had every gym has their fair share of cheaters and it really comes down. This is the hard part of this question. It goes so much deeper than than cheating reps. It's like the value of your community, what we're trying to get out of fitness and training. And when you have athletes, and we've had some that just straight up haven't fit in the gym because they do things like cheating and it does bring down other athletes. It does it just aggravates them to where it's not fun. You have to really... Well, there's a, there's a big difference between, you know, someone who's just getting started in the CrossFit and we're trying to get them into like, getting into counting their reps or like understanding that they can do it and not to quit or even like people adjusting the wad, wads mid wad like we don't want that but you know for what their their ability to take intensity that's what they're able to do and we're going to kind of try to keep improving but there's a big difference between that person and the person i think the issue is is when people are like rx oh yeah i got first bitch <laughs> That's, you know, or, or even if they don't say it like that, it's a way of saying like, oh, it's yeah. It's a way of saying it like um, that. So, or when, what is your time, you know? Yeah, when I that... first read through this question, I was like, man, that's a hard question. Just because, but it, it needs to be talked about because it happens everywhere. And it's not just a gym problem. It's a cheating everywhere in life problem. And we all, I can't say it enough. Whatever you do in the gym is a micro picture of everything that you do outside of the gym. So I was like, there's like almost different levels of cheating or categories of cheating you got the athletes that are brand new and they're not used to counting their reps or they're really struggling in workouts and we they're trying to dial the workout back and that has its own way of 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 you have to approach it in a different way just because mate hey maybe we did go too hot on this workout yeah. and we should have dialed those numbers back and then you have yeah, don't get mad at them as a coach you have to be mad at like man i, I need i need to be better at scaling something from the beginning that or just letting that new person know that hey it's going to be okay you're going to be uncomfortable for these few reps but i know you can get through them so you're assessing those situations as a coach everywhere in throughout every single workout that you do and then there's i feel like there's like a careless part of uh, careless group of they don't even really know <laughs> that they're cheating reps. They're just in there getting their hour of movement and fitness in there. And I try to encourage those folks too, of like, hey, no, but this is brain training too. You gotta stay engaged. You gotta yeah. stay focused in your workout. So I thought through that. And then there's the one that this person is talking about. Yeah. The blatant, I have an ego. I'm an RX athlete when really some workouts maybe I'm not. And I just want to win and beat everybody in there, in here under any any circumstance. And that's where it gets unhealthy, not only for them, but your community. Yeah. And I think it all depends on the relationship you have with this person. I mean, if you're a coach, how you address that first? I mean, if when it becomes a big enough issue where it does look like it's bothering the community as a coach, you need to go tell the affiliate owner. And then it's up to them to decide how to deal with it. Like they have to set the, that. Um, and there's a lot in just being owning the gym or coaches at the gym, like the culture that you set or what you remind people of and what's valuable is not always going for time, but like hitting a stimulus or doing the workout the right way or Guys, we put heavier weights on the bar to make it harder so we get stronger. So sometimes in the workout, choose a different pull-up bar so you get stronger. Stop worrying about your time, yeah. you know, every single time. There's times to do that, and there's times to have those competitive days. But that culture can do a lot to help that. But I would say if it's becoming an issue within the gym and, like, hurting the community, go tell the affiliate owner. And then it's on them to, like, address it. Yeah. And then that's not fun, but you know, you have to protect the, the greater community. And if it's, it becomes a cancer, then you could lose 
that's your gym or a big chunk of people or I think that's something that gets overlooked so big in gyms because they're just like oh it's one member cutting reps how bad can it be or they tell everyone but, else just to suck it up but then it's like more people do it or it's literally so common for me to hear and people reach out saying the gym drama or we've heard it a lot from other just other folks and everything the gym drama is unreal. And I'm like, guys, what, what is going on? And it just comes down to preaching not only how to move your body correctly in this gym, is being a good person and holding yourself to high standards from counting your reps to doing, doing things the right way and doing things for quality and for just being better right. and not just winning all the time. And it, that, idea of gym drama which is not just gym drama it's everywhere in the world drama it scares me it, it scares me more i mean just as much yeah. as someone not moving well so i'm trying to think of there are definitely some funny ways i've approached people cheating in workouts and you might have some sort stories too it depends on what that um the relationship is like with the athlete if it's someone i joke with and everything and i see it happening i'm just like come on dude let's be real for a second and we like just confront it head on so if you're a little bit comfortable with them you just there's no sugarcoating it you just go tell them dude come on we know but there are other athletes like that that you're not as close to and i'll give them little hints along the way like go stand next to them in the workout and be like come on you can do those last two reps or just get it in their head that mm -hmm. okay i really do have two more reps and i have to do them now and it's gonna be okay if i do them so many people feel like they need to cheat because they're at the sticky point of that workout of it sucks. I'm dying. I'm not doing as well as I thought I would do. But if you're just there reassuring them that it's going to be okay, this is what we have to do this to get better, it'll be, I mean, I think it really helps them mentally. Yeah. I talked about a move mindset this week of round three of four, the stickiest part of of workouts the the grindy parts and that's where people really start to question why they're there yeah. and and well that's just a doing. practice too is whether it's being more mentally aware of your reps but like when you get to those really tough times in the workout if you can get your mental self-talk that's the whole reason that's the benefit of what you're getting for most of us what we're going for in the gym is like that really gut check moment when it gets really really hard like that's where the, the magic is happening of intensity and that's where you can you can take that moment and shy away from it or cut a few reps off or you can lean into it and say no this is where i get better i'm going to try to get you know push a little bit into that a little bit more uncomfortable than i like and so um two completely different paths you'll yeah. walk down so just like when you you know i do it too i mean there's times that happened to me and um the squat workout we did is on the second round of 15 i uh the front squats, you know, I was counting and I was like, I miscounted and I couldn't remember what number was on. I went to the lower number. And so I was, then I was like, I don't know if I did an extra, numbers. but you, yeah. But then you uh, videoed that one and I watched it and did I was like, I, no, I didn't, but I'm so happy oh, yeah. that I did that counting. So I didn't cut it short, you know? And I'm like, that's why you do that. Good. So Yeah. There you go. I know it's frustrating and also, you got to stay in your lane. What they're doing for themselves is affecting themselves. But this is this being a coaching chat today. I realize cheating is a big deal, not from just the benefit of an athlete by themselves, but the community as a whole. And it could really take down a community, just like just like that. I mean, it can be kind of scary. Next question: Should I take creatine if I'm only working out three days a week? You know what issue I have these days? If I don't take my creatine, I feel like a raisin. I feel like a shriveled up little raisin just from my brain. I'm like, no, I won't lift as heavy. Or maybe that's why my lift sucked because I didn't take my creatine. You make so many reels off of that. <laughs> but should someone? Yes. I mean, well, it depends on what your goals are. If your goals are to get yeah. stronger, I would say yes, but even beyond that, creatine has been shown to be helpful with just your mental clarity with so many different things that it's, and it's not dangerous. Um, I mean, if you were 
you probably don't need to take it like every single day. I mean, after you do like the initial like week or two of, of I mean, I don't even think they do that as much anymore. Like they used to, it used to be like initially you took like a big, like a bunch the first three or four days and then you went on like a regular cycle. But that's how it was like, oh, I didn't but I always that. just took it just regularly. And if you're eating lots of meat, you're getting some, you're getting creatine that way too. But yeah, I, I would definitely pack if, on that muscle. If you want to get stronger or just like there's so many performance benefits, obviously make sure you're taking it on the day that you're training, but also, you know, maybe one other day. That would just maybe And get a quality company brand. <laughs> I've heard horror stories of people saying I take creatine and I know it affects different people differently, like anything from feeling bloated or or I haven't had any issues with my creatine and just stay goodness. very hydrated. Stay hydrated. That's the only thing I've had issues with cramps before if you're not hydrated. I haven't had any issues with mine, but yeah, and then just get yourself a, a quality brand. There you go. On more recovery or supplement notes, do you use any CBD or THC in your recovery? And how do you feel about Epsom salt baths? I like all of this. First of all, THC, absolutely no, because we're a sport drug tested throughout the year, um, especially if you qualify and you compete hard. So THC, out of the question. CBD products, yes. I'm. Oh, CBD MD has reached out in the past. I've had, we have some of their products. I'm not consistent with it. And I really, I like some of, I like more topical, like the freeze roll on that they have. And then the, the CBD creams that you can put on like your joints and just achy spots. I haven't you need consistently. You to try the PM, the CBD I know. PM. I'm scared though, because it's got all that melatonin in it. And I gotta get up and do Does things. Ha- I don't know that it has melatonin. It's it's called the sleepy stuff. It's supposed to make you go no, to sleep. No, but it's CBD. I don't know. It's something to do with the CBD. I know they make the sleep ones, which I'm literally I'm literally scared to take because we get up early. I'm like, what if it's gonna do it on just knock do it on Saturday night? I'm already tired by Saturday night anyway. I can already fall asleep on Saturday night. But I have done. I, I haven't done taken CBD enough to really give you guys a bunch of feedback on it you've taken some of the cbd md yeah i take the daily the daily either gummies or are the gummies good yeah they're pretty good uh or the um just the little pills but they're i've done the pm uh the dropper yeah thing i don't know if it's we haven't done enough experimentation with it with like it being the sole thing that we changed yeah but definitely no THC. Yeah. Epsom salt baths are the bomb, especially if you get a bath bomb in there. Then it's a double bomb. Honey, we don't take enough. I need. She's too busy. She will like refuse to sit down and relax in a bath for 15 to 20 minutes. That's true. But Epsom salt baths are so. nice. Definitely. My mom used to get so mad at me if, if I didn't when she was taking me in more of my competitions when I was younger, she would be like, get in that Epsom salt bath. I go, no. And then you should have seen the first time I actually did an ice bath. That was torture. I like fought the whole thing. I was like, I'm not getting in this ice bath. But it's not that bad. When you get in it. So double thumbs up for Epsom salt baths. I've definitely done my fair share of those through my athletic career. Are you a fan of cold plunge or rather do steam room? Now I haven't done the whole. I haven't been a part. Honestly, guys, I haven't been we a part about of the cold whole. Plunge last yeah, time. we did. Um, I'm been a part of the whole fad of going from cold plunge to steam room. That that whole thing back and forth. Uh, we did talk about cold plunge and how we kind of think about it for someone like me uh, on a previous episode of just being like, it's great for recovery. And I do it mostly at competitions just to get inflammation down really, really fast. But would I use it on the daily? No. I could sit in a steam room for a long time, though. Guys, we already have sauna and steam room. It's part of our gym. You just come in here. (laughs) You work out. If you just sit in the corner, there's a few corners you can sit in. You will sweat out. You'll be steamed. Oh, my gosh. You haven't done your... your... (laughs) 
The hell old is that? That's like two or three years ago. Let me the story time. Let me set the scene for you guys. That we have our garage warehouse gym. And there are some parts of the gym that are hotter than others, just being that it's not close to the garage door. It's out of the way of the fan. We call them the death corners. So there's those. But then Matt gets on this thing of, I'm going to create my own little steam sauna section of the gym. What does he do? He takes our handstand push, one of our handstand push-up mat that rolls out. That's like a rectangle, yeah. big old rectangle. Stands it up on its side and just goes, puts it in a corner of the gym, the death corners of the gym, and blocks off all the air. And I have a video of this somewhere. Yeah. And just sits behind the mat like a creepy person. And sweats. And just sw sits there and sweats. Homemade. But immediately post-workout, like when I'm so hot. Yeah. Homemade. It was just, that was funny. And people would be oh. like, what's. What's that blue mat doing over there? I was like, don't go, don't go look behind there. Matt's just <laughs> saunaing it up. <laughs> it's so weird. They have like a free trial on that day. They're yeah. like, oh, that's the owner of the gym. Yes, he's in his <laughs> sauna. Don't, don't disturb him. He's in his sauna. I, I seriously, I've done like hot yoga before, and I could totally get down with that. Anything hot for me, yay. Anything super cold, <clears throat> not yay. Smaller athlete here. I me too. Are there ways you compensate to save energy for strength movements? Technique. Well, that's pretty much. <laughs> you got to get that. so good at your technique. The smaller you, I mean, that's that's is gonna. It's the only. Yeah. That's that's and okay. Here's another story. You. Um, mentioned, and this was before I actually knew who he really was. Andre Hude. You said he's a he's a pretty big dude, tall wise, but he's not like a like have a ton of mass on him kind of dude. But you you brought him up the very first time you told me about his name because he's such a great mover, such mm -hmm. a a flawless mover. And you told me one day you ran across a quote from him that although he's not where he's going to lack in mass and being able to move bigger weight, he has to make up in technique. So I'm going to be the best mover out there. And that's something that stuck with me just being that even if I put on the weight that I want to put on over the years, I'm still going to be one of the smaller athletes. So what am I going to have to do? I'm going to have to really dial in my technique and make sure. And it, it's not even, it's not even the fact that yes, I do want to lift the biggest weights, but I also want to be known for like, the technique, being such a great mover and putting so much such time and emphasis on being such a great mover because that, I think that's equally as impressive as lifting the max, the biggest weights yeah. there are out well, there. Well, I mean, that's showing that you're just getting, the higher your technique is, you're getting your genetic potential of doing the movement almost. But his quote of just being that I want to be the best mover out there to make up that that ground of what I'm going to miss in mass it just kind of stuck with me and it's so possible look at Olympic lifters mm -hmm. the the weight the different weight classes of Olympic lifters and what these super tiny people are able to lift now granted they spend a lot more time on just the two lifts of clean and yeah. snatch but you just got to put more focus on on your technique and realize we got to get every ounce of Every drop out of your technique, because yeah. as well as keep getting stronger. Right. So it's all. I mean. I would say too in CrossFit, there's the Olympic lifting world, but that also in CrossFit that bleeds over into barbell cycling. I see people. I've seen people before that actually have pretty good lifts, but then you ask them to cycle a barbell in a workout, so and it's just like all over the place. So like that becomes super important if you're moving, you know, seventy percent for you, and it's sixty or fifty-five percent for somebody else. You can still make up some, a lot of ground on using your technique. One of the funniest movements that we that I try to go over technique wise in class all the time, obviously, is our barbell lifts, but also something like dumbbell snatching, moving away from the ground to overhead. I joke about it all the time in when we practice dumbbell snatching and warm ups, and I joke with people that. I'm like, you guys are so strong. I wish I was as strong as you guys because I see so many athletes just muscling those huge dumbbells up and it's so inefficient. I'm like, dang, 
I wish I was that strong. But no, I have to, when I take out those big dumbbells, I have to jump, keep it close, drop right under it, or else that thing ain't going up. So it's just funny to see so many athletes that are getting stronger, but there's so much left in that tank just mm-hmm. for movement. So start focusing on your movement. That's how you gotta, that's how you're gonna save energy. How do you get around injuries? How do you stay mentally patient? Knock on wood, I haven't had two major of injuries for coming from CrossFit. Little hiccups here and there. But good thing these questions are back to back. It's movement. Your movement will save you first and foremost. The better mover you are, the less risk you have of doing something crazy. Now this is sport. Injuries pop up. It's all athletics. Injuries pop up. Freak accidents happen. And and if they do happen, what's done is done. And now you're on to recovery and taking care of your body and making sure whatever happened to create that injury doesn't happen again. And that's the most, the craziest thing and the most frustrating thing probably, if I, th- if I can think about it coming from injuries, is you're like, why did that happen? And now how can I go? fix it so here's the problem this was obviously a hole in my game that took me down and now i gotta go fill in that hole fun questions coming up next what's the funniest way your becca they're talking to me last name has been mispronounced there's been so many ways that's just completely ridiculous and adding letters that aren't in my last name that i i couldn't even tell you i know there's been one with like two f's like fear and in gymnastics, if you guys know the gymnastics world, if I have anyone out there, you get called event by event to the podium and everything. And every time I remember as a gymnast, like they could never get my name right. And in the CrossFit world, it's always been FUSA. I'm like, FUSA. But at least around here, it's been like, what, what? oh, at semifinals this year, it was FUSIER. FUSIER. I'm like, no, okay. Um, Fufafleer. Crazy things that don't even look like it. I don't know. Um, there's definitely good things have come over the past year of people saying my name a little bit better. Yeah, it's, I don't blame people. It's not what I guess. Do y'all get snakes in the gym? I'm from the Midwest East Coast and I'm terrified of Texas snakes. I've seen one snake in the back. Yeah, I think. But not. We're in like a little industrial area. Ask Blitz. Blitz hangs out in the woods. Yeah. I'm sure he sees lots of snakes and probably chases them. He could probably not let him do that. Um, There's been the I would say snake before. It, that one that you're talking about, that big one yeah. that slid across one time. Yeah. Called him Bolt Snake. I would say it, it sounds like she has a fear of coming to Texas. Oh. No, no, no. If you're in no. like a There's city, snakes, if you're in a city, you the likelihood of you seeing a snake is like, like I mean, very very low. We were at our old apartment so and next low. to the pond. There were some water moccasins around there. How are, often did you see them? I saw them. I saw them with my own eyes. <laughs> like one time, probably. Then you were just scared. And my mom was like, "Oh my gosh, watch out for that snake." There's not snakes around very much if you're in the city. When I was like, running in the park, you're, you're I saw scaring a snake. this person. Like there's snakes everywhere in Texas. When I was Texas. running in the park, I had to wait for snake crossing. I was like, oh shoot. There's, there's not a right there. abnormal amount of snakes here. No, there's not. And, and not in the gym. Not I mean, at least not in our gym. No. There's been one big bolt snake. That's it. The best kids movie is Tarzan. I ain't gonna argue with that. It's not the best, but it's a great one. If you guys got a pet turtle, what would you name it? Yes. Since you're since you're all obsessed with the turtles, what would you name your pet turtle? Maybe I will get a pet turtle. Okay, I'm down. I won't duct tape them to the wall. No. <laughs> I'm down. Um, remember when I wanted a fish tank in here? I was like, yeah. the gym needs a fish tank. And you were like, are you going to take care of the fish tank? Go. Well, okay, that's why they have filters. Turtle but, name, go. I have a story that comes with this. I have a story for every question. This is why the followers are the best. They know us. 
at least they know me. I feel connected okay, to these guys. What's your girl because, um, No, my story is Catherine used to have, my little sister used to have a little turtle toy. And um, it was just this, like, little squishy toy. And we all still, it's kind of one of those stories you, you always make fun of your sibling for. Just as you guys grow up, it'll always stick with you. And she goes, I named my turtle. And we're like, okay, what'd you name it? She goes, his name is Turdy. <laughs> Ew, turdy. <laughs> just one of those things that we'll never let go and <laughs> never let Catherine live down. And we're like, where's turdy? <laughs> so if I get a turtle, its name is going to be turdy. <laughs> that's a great story. I can't top that. So, so that's what we're going to name our turtle. Turdy right? the turtle. Turdy the turtle. <laughs> Okay, there's your answer. Uh, last question, and then we leave you guys with a workout. What is your favorite Arrested Development character, and why? Oh, that's impossible. This is from one of our members, one of our members, because they listen to the podcast, and they're like, oh my gosh, I started Arrested Development, and then kind of got into it, and then left it behind, but it's on Netflix, and I watch it over and over and over. So I was like, oh, you got to get back into it. The characters are just so funny. And then the, the humor of it is just, just dry humor. And it's funny as long as you don't get too offended. But yes, it's I, I all the characters are so different. Yeah. But they're just have their own. Here's a, que here's a question. For all of our. Job is my favorite. Character. That's I was thinking. It was just ridiculous. Yeah. I mean. It's so hard to pick. I think I lean towards Job, but um, yeah. I just want to have that confidence that Job has to just not care about anything and just ride a little se segue. Yeah. Ride a little segue all over town. I keep joking with everyone that I'm going to get a four. I mean, there's some episodes too with Buster, him. just is like ridiculous. Yeah, Buster. But here's a question for all my Arrested Development people, because I have I had this thought the other day. I was like. We, if you watch that show and you like it, you probably we all relate with Michael, right? Like you have which is the normal the normal one. Like we, ev uh, that's my question is like, everyone who watches that show relates with Michael. Like, oh, my mom is crazy and my family's doing this and I have this problem to solve and I'm solving every, trying to hold this thing together, and I just I I was like, it's kind of funny because in some way we're probably. Job and we're probably bustered like to other people in other people's worlds they're Michael and we're those people so everybody has let me know okay do you have a, unless your favorite character you can't no I said one. I can't pick Job or Buster they're just so different but yes get into Arrested Development you guys will thank me later for it it's funny stuff that's it for episode six thank you for all your questions if you guys want to ask questions in the future you can email me at Get that fuse news at gmail.com, or I usually put a little IG poll out the day before we do the podcast so you guys can pay attention to that. We'll leave you guys with our workout that we were talking about earlier because we like to leave you guys with one workout. If you want to test it and try it, go for it. Two sets. You're not going to do it? We're not going to post the video? Either? We can still post the video. Oh, yeah. cool. Two sets. Get ready to crush the legs from the ground. 21 back squats. The RX weight we put on it was 155 for the fellas, 105 for the ladies. 21 back squats. Rebecca did 135. 15 front squats into a 21 slash 15 calorie bike. 21 for the fellas, 15 for the ladies. Rest four minutes and go through it again. We do one round of that. Meant to be, push it hard, be really, really fast. Our times were sitting anywhere from upper twos to four and a half minutes for most people that was the time kind of the time frame so they're, they're fast and furious rounds but 21 back squats 15 front squats 21 slash 15 calorie bike the legs will explode you do that twice with a four minute rest in between each set there you go give it a try your legs will grow yeah, a couple of sizes that day complete lactic meltdown in the legs that's the one where I posted on and my you get story that, like, that we're laying on the ground. 
that fluish feel when you're done, like a minute or two when you finish, like a... You were like, I can't snatch now. I can't, <laughs> I I can't lift. I couldn't even clean the bar. I felt we'll like you guys I with that. Good times. All right. Fun times for the No Regrets podcast. We will see you guys later for more fun chats. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye, guys.